The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Ah, another Friday mailbag. Time to have some fun. Talk about uh, a really cool idea for the fantasy playoffs. And much, much more. And we're playing Fantasy Jeopardy today, so I got to get this button all ready for Heath. So, yeah, get ready for that. That's uh, I'm Adam Azer. He's coming. Is here. Hi, Heath. I think the first time I ever played Fantasy Jeopardy, I skunked Jamie. He scored literally zero points, and I have never won since. And I probably lost that day somehow. I was going to say, he. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say, and you somehow gave Jamie the win. But if you win fair and square, you will you will get the, the victory. Um, Dan, are you uh, excited, nervous for Fantasy Jeopardy? Somewhere between? I'm nervous, but now a little less nervous knowing I'm not going up against Jamie because it sounds like with Jamie, even when you win, you don't you lose. It's one of those things. So it sounds like I'm in a better spot here. At least, at least, uh, at least I have a shot. No, it's it's not a Jamie thing. You have a great okay. shot. It's it's 100 a Heath thing. It's okay. if you're facing Heath, you win. Or <laughs> yeah. at the very sounds least, to me. At the very least, you will get a shot at the buzzer. We will ensure that you get a shot at the buzzer, yeah. no matter how distant it is. Yeah, I agree. And Shagger's going to have to come up with the final Jeopardy category for that. Let's start with our email of the day, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Please send your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're also reading your Apple podcast questions, uh, so make sure you leave those reviews. Anthony has the email of the day. He says, Dear Rico, Rico, and Buffy... Those are the last three people that won our Smitty City League, despite knowing nothing about football. Interesting. What do makes our makes our show really feel validated? That's great. <laughs> uh, what do the fantasy experts usually have open on draft day? Obviously, the draft window is open, but what other resources do you use? I personally make an elite level spreadsheet that allows me to drink as many Arnold Palmer's spiked as possible and still have a successful draft. Uh, making the spreadsheet with the tiers, the targets, the projected projected salary ca- projected salary cap value, and player notes is part of the fun. This is actually interesting because we've had this pre-roll running on our show lately of about Arnold Palmer spiked, and and uh, Anthony likes them too. So that's great. Is that great, Ben? It's really good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. 
Um, I actually had one for the first time this past Friday. I had never seen those before, and I was at a friend's, and they had them. They were unbelievable. Like I was like blown away by how good they were. Oh. I heard Adam had a friend that actually brought one over to him, but he wouldn't open it up for him and pour it in a glass for him as well. So <laughs> Adam was not work. willing to uh, not willing to try it. Way too much work. Okay, so anyway, uh, what do you guys have open uh, when you when you are drafting? A beer. Uh-huh. Um, always a beer. No, I, it really, it's fun. It illustrates something that's kind of a funny point, I think, for Dave and Jamie and I, is that when I draft on CBS, I don't really have much open. It's a draft room I can sort by my rankings right, right. and see whatever player I want at any given time. I will build a spreadsheet or any draft that's not on CBS. And I usually have our draft day guide pulled up as well. The one Chris Towers puts together every year that will be coming out shortly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also very simple with this, Adam. I, depending on, I mean, most of the drafts I do with the exception of the leagues we do for work, things of that nature are salary cap drafts. I'm not a big believer in snake drafts. I will go to war for salary cap drafts whenever we need somebody to be that guy. Put me in coach. But okay. so what I like to have for those, for those salary cap drafts, what I like to have is a spreadsheet open that tracks my budget. And the way I do salary cap drafts, I have specific targets based on price for each wide receiver one, running back one, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll have that number in and then I'll kind of go change it based on who I ended up winning or bidding on at the in that range. So I like to have that. And then the other thing, only other thing I have for both snake and auction drafts are my tiers that I create myself because I feel like that's all you really need. You just go by your own tiers. And at that point, you've done all the research going into it, or at least you should. So you should know who you want with each with each pick that in a snake draft or in an auction, it's a little, or I'm sorry, salary cap draft, it's a little bit different, obviously. For a salary cap, I, I don't really have anything open for a snake draft mm-hmm. because by the time I'm doing my real drafts, I've done... 50 mocks and uh and we do have all the rankings for for heath for jamie for dave plus projections in the draft room um now if i'm doing it on another website then i'm definitely going to have their rankings up uh, on one of you know, one of my tabs be our rankings page on cbssports.com slash fantasy uh but for a salary cap draft i will write i will write down you know i'll have a word document with most, if not all, of the one or two dollar players that I'm targeting, and as they get taken, you know, I have to take note of it and say, "All right, I'm kind of running out of the players that I thought I'd be able to save money on and, and be happy with my team." So that you know, I like to have that list up. It's, I don't need to do that in a snake draft. You know, you've got you've got the list of available players and whatnot. But you, I like to see, you know, who I think I can get for a dollar, and as they come off the board, it's it's pretty important to know if your dollar targets are uh, are are you know off the board okay um we want to welcome a new podcast to the cbs sports family just in time for the tokyo olympics it's called attacking third attacking third will cover the u.s women's national team as they aim to capture gold as well as the nwsl it's it's at least three times a week making it the most comprehensive podcast in the space so join our hosts sandra herrera and lisa roman as they bring you match previews recaps exclusive player interviews and more Download and follow Attacking Third wherever you listen to this podcast. We're going to start with Apple Podcast questions, then we'll get into Fantasy Jeopardy, and then your emails. Apple Podcast question from my account dad. I can keep three of the following with no draft player. We can roster a player for up to three years total. Um, All right, it's half PPR for running back only. That's interesting. Oof. Tight ends get one point for every 10 yards. 
Everyone else gets one point for every 15 yards receiving. Rushing is one point for every 20 yards. And, and yet, and it's half PPR for running backs. Okay, this is weird. Uh, okay, so I have, he can keep up to, he can keep three. Lamar Jackson, he can keep one more year. Justin Herbert, two more years. Zeke, one more. Akers, two more years. Diggs, two more. A.J. Brown, two more years. Andrews for two more years. Is this one quarterback league, correct, Adam? Yeah. So he had Herbert and Lamar. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm leaning Akers as my first guy just because you can keep him for the two years. It seems like it's a league where that's valuable. Also, the half point PP, the half point for just running backs in PPR makes me feel like the running backs are more valuable. Then I kind of get caught up and confused with the twenty yards versus the fifteen yards. <laughs> yeah. So then maybe that evens it back out. I don't know, but I would Acres and then one of the two of AJ Brown and, and Stephon Diggs. For me, it would be Diggs because I think he's going to be more of a target hog for the next two years. Man, I'm really struggling with this math because it's like it's Diggs for sure, and I think it's Acres for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Zeke for sure and Diggs, and it's either Acres or AJ Brown for me. Um, and I can't, like, best I can tell, it's like 70, 80 percent. Well, let me tell yeah, you this a, a thousand, the problem, a the thousand problem yards. Any of these weird guys, he's not going to have. I guess he could go keeper from whatever he gets in this draft, but the, it feels like the one year versus two year thing is big in this type of league. I don't know if that's correct though. Yeah, I don't know. A, a thousand yards for a running back is uh, sixty six points. No, it's fifty points. Okay. A thousand yards for a wide receiver is sixty seven points, basically. So you would need thirty four catches to make up to make it even on a thousand yards. Okay. We would put AJ Brown more in the thirteen hundred yard range, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and Acres and Zeke, you know, have that potential. Right, but, right. Right. So it's ridiculous. three, so six, so forty catches. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the running backs. Running backs and digs. <laughs> Andrews is really tempting too because he's he's one point for every ten yards. Running backs are right. one point for every twenty wide receiver. All right. All right, we'll stick with that. Running backs and digs for Heath. Let's move on. Uh, Jess B100. Uh, hey, Devin, DeAndre, DeAndre, Michael, and Chris. M-I-K-A-L. I'm sorry. It's be Michael LaShore. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh, Devin Aroma Shodu. These are all, I guess, Lions running backs? I don't, I don't think, I can't think of a Chris or a Devin. Me either. All right, I'll Not Google it. <laughs> uh, rank these guys. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Half PPR. Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. <clears throat> Would you like the names again? I'll give you for the listener's sake. Eckler, Akers, Gibson, Mixon, Harris. Half PPR. I'm on Mixon and Eckler here, especially in half PPR. Eckler gets the edge for me. Mixon's probably the top guy I have out of all those guys. I know it's a little bit of a reach considering he's never realized the potential, but he just I just see the clearest path to volume for him out of all those guys. Eckler, Mixon, Akers, I have back-to-back-to-back. A small okay. gap before we get to um, Najee Harris and then Antonio Gibson for me. So Yeah, like Harris obviously has the path to volume too, but I have so many concerns about that offensive line and even just the offense in general with Roethlisberger with what's left of him. All right, Devin, DeAndre, Michael, and Chris are uh, Phoenix Suns. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That's the lineup for the Suns. Okay. Hey, by the way, just so everybody knows, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. You're hearing it on Friday. So there's only been three NBA Finals games played, but also any breaking news Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, whatever. We don't well, have We can it. at least discuss the big breaking news from today, right? Is this, you're going to make fun of me? No. What is it? Not at all. Uh, I wish. Travis Kels corrected the uh, pronunciation of his last name. What? He he said it's no way. Kels, and he just didn't want to uh, didn't want. He's to claiming Kels now. He's claiming Kels. Well, I think it might be a bit, but whether it's a bit or not, I'm 100 percent calling Travis Kels the rest of the season. Yeah, that would be a bit and aggravating. What about his? What about his brother Jason? Has he commented at all on this? Or confirmed? I, I'm not sure uh, if he's. Uh, he said he, he's okay with Kelsey and Kels, but so this is basically Tyrod Tarod all over again, and Kamara Kamara. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't. I mean, this is a hot take, but I don't like Travis Kels is a third round player to me. <laughs> and Kelsey is a borderline top five pick. I have no interest in Travis Kels. <laughs> Okay, next question yeah. is from Nikki B5. We're switching to Superflex in two years. I'm sitting at 108 in my rookie draft. I need some some youth. I'm considering Bateman. But because we're switching to a Superflex in two years, I can't help but consider Trevor Lawrence. Is it too early to start preparing? I also have 2.4, and I think Lancer Fields will be available there. I can't tell if this is dynasty or is, is this just keeper? Cause we would need to know the rules on this as far as like how long you can keep a Trevor Lawrence or any of those quarterbacks. If it's a rookie draft. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm dynasty. Presume dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. Oh, if it's dynasty for me, if you can get any of those quarterbacks at one Oh eight, I'm taking them. Yeah. Lawrence, I think Personally. should be taken at one Oh eight and a one quarterback league. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. I wouldn't, I'd probably hope that either Lance or fields is there at 2.4. I don't think I'd take them at 1.8 just because it's two more years before you get to use them in that regard. Right. Okay. So it depends this, where you're at too, as a team, if you're a rebuilding team in this dynasty league, I think you're can be more likely to take one of those guys. I mean, you're going to have such an edge at some point. If you just load up on quarterbacks now, even just in via trades from Jimmy grandpa, dear babe, Steve drew and Tom. These are apparently Patriots quarterbacks. Babe. Okay. Really? Steve Grogan, and then we know Drew and Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Two quarterback keeper league, 12-team PPR, three receivers. I am keeping Justin Jefferson, and I'm taking Patrick Mahomes with the second pick of the draft. Um, With the keeper set, mock drafts usually show McLaurin, Keenan Allen, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Gibson, and Kittle at pick 211. How would you rank that group? He's already got... Mahomes and Jefferson in this scenario. Uh, would you go with McLaurin, Keenan Allen, or how would you rank them? McLaurin, Allen, uh, CEH, Gibson, Kittle. And we don't know if what the PPR situation is here. I'm sorry, it is full PPR. Full PPR. Full PPR. Um, no tight end premium? No. Okay. I think... No, yeah, go ahead, Keith. Keenan, McLaurin, Kittle, Gibson, and Clyde. Yeah, those are. The I was five. definitely with Heath on Keenan and McLaurin one two. Uh, for me, I think it just differs after that, just because I'm very high on Ch going into this year. I think his passing game role specifically is going to grow a lot 
this year. So I'd probably go him next, but I can totally see going Kittle there. It's a safer play. And then Gibson would probably round it out for me. I wasn't sure if Heath was ranking or if he was just asking if those were the five. I was ranking. Okay. All right, then. We'll move on. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please join us for a live mock draft. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you on YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Yeah. All right, folks. It is time for Fantasy Jeopardy. So we have three categories, and we have three answers within each category. For $200, $400, and $600. Dan, you've never played before, so I'll give you the rules, which is good because I need to make sure I say the rules beforehand. Uh, you cannot lose any money for wrong guesses. Um, I think the Daily Double is kind of stupid, so I think I'm going to eliminate it in this format. Yeah, we're going to eliminate Daily Double. Um, the first person to say his name gets the answer first. And again, no penalty for wrong guesses. So if he guesses first and guesses wrong, feel free to to jump in. And that is fantasy Jeopardy. And, and Ben I, Ben will come I, up I with two, final Jeopardy. Two clarifications that I would like to make before we start. Okay. How long after you say your name until you have to answer? Three seconds. Three seconds. Okay. So you should not say your name and then try to think of an answer. <laughs> Good idea. Well, there's no penalty for guessing, so it would seem like that wouldn't be a bad strategy. Um, two, are we using the internet that's in front of us or are we not? No, no, no internet. No okay. internet. I don't really looking, know. Yeah. There's a few that, that the internet could help you with. Okay. Just look at Adam's beautiful face and that's all you need. Okay. So <laughs> the funny thing is Adam's face is where my internet is. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our categories are throwers of the football, carriers of the football, and players you may see at the zoo. Players you may see at the zoo. Okay. Uh, Heath, you're the veteran. The board is yours. Would you like throwers of the football, carriers of the football, or players you may see at the zoo for two, four, or $600? Players you may see at the zoo for $600. He has rushed for 900 yards three times in his career and was a top 30 running back as recently as 2019. Nine hundred yards, three times in his career. Yeah, he was a top thirty running back as recently as two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and you may see him at the zoo. Right, you might see him at the zoo. Oh boy, this is a struggle. Uh, Five seconds. What was that? Five seconds. Oh. Mm. Uh, Okay, Heath. Heath, go ahead. Tariq Cohen. Why would you see Tariq Cohen at the zoo? He plays for the Bears. I don't know oh, what the right, rules yeah. are for this. So no, um, I think it's going to be his last name rhymes with an animal or something like that. Yeah, it, it is an animal. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Why would you see Carlos Hyde at a, at a zoo? Hyde, like animal hide. Uh, it's a bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> That's why I was... This guy's a ridiculous category. <laughs> it's All a right. bit of a stretch, but okay. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. He's the 600-point... Uh, Answer. That's why it was 600, not 200. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Heath. Board's still yours. Well, I mean, as good as that one was, I think we should stick with Animals at the Zoo for 400, please. 400, okay. Since week (laughs) six of the 2019 season, this player has scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points in just six of his last 23 games. 
14 or more PPR fantasy points in six of his last 23 games, and you might see him at the zoo or maybe more like the aquarium. Yeah. Oh. Five seconds. <laughs> this is so hard. Heath. Heath. David Johnson. No. <laughs> Why would he be in the zoo or the aquarium? I, you know, you might see Hyde at the zoo. <laughs> okay, we're done here. The answer is DJ Chark. DJ, DJ Chark. Yes. DJ Chark. What, sounds like what? shark. Sounds oh. like shark. Oh my god, That's we're easy. doing that. All right, all right, all right. Heath, what's next? Uh, I think we'll save that for later. So, yeah. um, throwers of the football for 600, please. Okay. He is the only quarterback in the last two seasons to finish top five in six point per passing touchdown leagues with fewer than 30 touchdown passes. Oh, Dan. Yes. That is your name. Matt Ryan. Ah. <laughs> Last two seasons, the only top five quarterback in six point per passing touchdown leagues with fewer than 30 touchdown passes. Heath. Yes. Bad guess. Who is Tyler Murray? He was sixth, uh, just barely outside the top five. That would have been right. The answer is Deshaun Watson in 2019. Now, I just brought that in there because you typically need, in a six point per passing touchdown league, you're looking for 30 touchdown passes right. or more. Right. This is really good. Right. We um, need rushing guys. All right, Heath. Throwers of the football for 400, please. He led all quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns in 2020. Heath. Heath. Who is Kyler Murray? Dan. Dan. Who is Josh Allen? No, I know who it is. I guess again. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to get credit for it, but Cam you can. It's Cam Newton. He had 12. Oh, it is. Kyler had 11. All right, 0 0 so far. 0 0. Heath, the board's still yours. Uh, carriers of the football for 600, please. He was third in catches among running backs behind Alvin Kamara and JD McKissick. In 2020. Uh... Five. Oh, man. Heath. Heath. Who is Naheem Hines? Hey, you got it. Heath. Uh, 600 good. for Heath. Nailed it, Heath. All right. It's killing me. Carrier. You might, so, see, you might see Hines at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah, you catch up and fries, right? Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, go ahead. Board's yours. I mean, I am dominating the board here. This is really <laughs> impressive effort. Uh, carriers the football for 400. This is the top 10 running back from 2020 with the lowest 2021 average draft position. Top 10 last year, Dan. drafted latest this year. Dan. Who is Mike Davis? No. Heath. Heath. He didn't finish top 10. Who is Josh Jacobs? Come on, guys. He's teammates with somebody who was at the zoo. Who is James oh, wow. Robinson? Who is James Robinson? Robinson, mm. that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys that's are That's bad. Man. All right. Heath, we, we, have, um, we have throwers, carriers, and players you may see at the zoo all for $200. So worst case scenario will be tied going into final jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so uh, you got one right. Two hundred. 
Throwers. Which one? Throwers for 200, please. Okay. Over the last four seasons, Jared Goff has 2,996 more of these than Matthew Stafford. Heath. Heath. What are passing yards? Correct. Correct. He has nah. 3,000 more passing yards and the same yards per attempt as Matthew Stafford over the last four seasons. Carriers of the football for 200, please. Within point three, so you get a little leeway here. Within point three, this is the yards per carry that David Montgomery averaged in the first 25 games of his career before Heath. that six-game stretch. Man. Uh, I think Heath did say, yeah. Go ahead, Heath. <laughs> 3.6. Oh, wow, you nailed it. It's 3.65. All right, oh, so that my is God. I'm going to get shut out here. 1,000 to nothing. Don't worry. Final Jeopardy is worth at least 1,200. I'm going to get the last two. Players you may see at the zoo for 200. Ready? Yes. Of all the players whose names might have something to do with animals, he had the most catches in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heath. Heath, yeah. Who is C.D. Lamb? Hey, good job. Oh, that's a great one. All right. C.D. Lamb. So Heath is up 1,200 to nothing. Heath then, was hustling me, too. He's like, you're going to have a shot. Don't worry. It's going to be easy. You got over, this. Man. It's not over. All right. <laughs> uh, how, um, Ben, how much do you think Final Jeopardy should be worth? Enough so he can lose? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll give it can, I, can I explain to you guys... Um, the rules of Final Jeopardy. Uh, you, you you wager a, an amount that you have to wager. Dan currently has zero, so Final Jeopardy is worth zero to Dan. There is no way that he is allowed to make a wager. He does not have I, anything to wager. No, I forgot about the rule that Dan gets six hundred and one bonus points just because it's his first time. Yeah. So we'll do Final Jeopardy uh, with six hundred and one bonus points. Okay. For Seems Dan. Fair. And, <laughs> and your category is Lions wide receivers. So figure out how much you want to bid. Send me an IM if you if you wouldn't mind. Um, so the Lions wide receivers is your final Jeopardy category. Heath has 1,200. Dan has 601 right now. And I will wait for your IMs before I read the final answer. Do-do. Not yet. Too early for that. All right. Heath has sent it to me. I'm sending it right now. Heath really ha- I mean, has a pretty easy call. Yes. And I also think I have an easy call, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I, especially after Adam tells you what I did. It's really only really 60, nice. Dan. There you go. <laughs> really he feels like the deck's really stacked against you here, Heath. It really does. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Lions wide receivers and final Jeopardy is. Yes, this is from Schrager. Um, the two Lions wide receivers with average draft position since July 1st inside the top 75 wide receivers. These are the two Lions wide receivers with an ADP inside the top 75 wide receivers. Do we write these down or what do we do? How do we go about this? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm he, Heath is sending the them to me now. Heath's sending them to me now. So when he's done sending them to me, Dan can can verbally say his guesses. Top 75 wide receivers, the two Lions. All right, Heath's answer is in. Dan, are you ready? I am ready, sure. All right, Dan, what, what do you got? I'm going Amon Ross St. Brown. 
And I am also going with um, Tyrell Williams. The same answer as Heath. You are both wrong. First of all, you have to say it in the phrase of in the form of a question, which you oh, didn't. Who is? It yeah. is Amon St. Brown and Brashad Perryman. 74 bad, and 75. Bad job draft drafters. Bad job drafters. <laughs> um, yes. So by, bad job drafters, but worst job by me. Yeah. yeah. This is not I'll make up for this. This is not this can't be it. This can't be my lasting impression on on our Jeopardy show. Uh, you uh, take some time to, to think about what you've done. We're going to take a break on fantasy football today. When we come back, your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, we are back. Here we go. This is from Ken. Ken says, greetings, Carrie, Steve, Chris, and Jake. Man, these are getting really obscure, but these feel like Panthers quarterbacks to me. Carrie for Collins? Sure. Is it, sure. is it Carrie with a plate? Yeah. Yeah, Carrie. Who's Chris? Jake Delhomme. Yep. Chris Wanky. Did he play for them? Wanky. Yeah, Wanky played for them. Yep. Jake Delhomme. I think it's Wanky. I've never heard anyone pronounce it Wanky, though. It's not Wanky. Chris Wanky. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Chris Wanky. No, it's not Wanky. It's not W. Yeah, it's not like W E W I N. It is W E N. No, it's spelled W E I. Right. It's pronounced Wanky. Chris Wanky. Chris Wanky. Wanky. Wait, okay. Well, he's a seminal, so. Uh, why not Sam Darnold in the top 10? That's my bold prediction. Rocket arm, good on his feet, poor defense. I don't know about that. Outstanding wide receiver weapons. Best route running running back. Um, uh, I literally yeah. do not know if you said any true things. The best route running running back. That's definitely, I, I give him that. <laughs> the best route running running back. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's McCaffrey. Not the best route running running back, yeah. And his weapons are pretty solid. I think the problem with Darnold is he's not going to offer you too much on the ground, so that hurts him because these days, if you want to be a top ten quarterback and you're not going to put much up on the ground, you got to go that Tom Brady route, and so you got to throw a lot of touchdowns. And he hasn't shown it at any point in his career. The rocket arm I've never seen out of Sam Darnold, even dating back to when I scouted him in college. I mean, that was never his calling card. He never had a huge arm. Yeah, I am. We have way more evidence. Way, way, way more evidence that Sam Darnold is terrible than Drew Luck, than Daniel Jones, than even Gardner Minshew. Like, he has been absolutely awful. And I know Adam Gase, but other quarterbacks have played with Adam Gase, and I don't know if anyone's ever been as bad as Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And all the quarterbacks you mentioned there haven't had too much more than what Darnold had anyway. 
Darnold has really had basically everything stacked against him, though. He's had bad receivers, a terrible offensive line, and Adam Gase. I don't, Top 10 sounds yeah, a little ambitious, but streamable, like a Derek Carr or something like that, is realistic. It, no? That's not realistic? I think like, it's realistic in that offense. It's a really quarterback-friendly offense. We saw the first half of the season, Teddy Bridgewater was fantasy. I mean, he was relevant in fantasy in the first half. Obviously, he fell off. So the offense helps him, but I'm with Heath. I don't know if I could put lock and, him in. And, and like I would also say... You're talking about a guy that's had a lot of things stacked against him. Um, every piece of evidence we have suggests Teddy Bridgewater is pretty considerably better than Sam Darnold. Okay, let's go to our next question. Uh, from Kyle from a Canadian city south of Detroit. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking it up at Windsor is one, but I feel like Al Melchior, former fantasy baseball analyst, couldn't stand Don't Stop Believing because... Well, but they say South Detroit. They don't say South of Detroit. I feel like he had some beef with that because South of Detroit is Canada. Anyway, uh, question is, um, I need to keep three players. No penalties, no round values. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin. Cook and Kamara. Three players. Oh, three players. Sorry. And I'm off today. Um... And the third one was what? Kittle? Ah, Kittle don't McClure. buzz me. <laughs> Kittle, McLaurin, and Godwin. I'm going Kittle in the two backs. Uh, yeah, I'm going McLaurin in the two backs. By the way, just so everybody knows, on Tuesday night on our YouTube stream, we are playing poker, and Dan like, legitimately, seriously called me Iser. Thought that was my name. I. I, it's not that I thought that was your name. Let's backtrack on that and let's back up. It's that I've always read your name as that. And I've never been able to get that out of my head, and I'm trying to work on it. Whenever you, you've never been somewhere in life where you you consider something to be a fact, it's not a fact, it's not a truth, or you, and this could work for anything, but in this regard of pronunciation, and then it's just kind of locked in, and you got to work your way around that. But no, no. The, the difference is like there's there's th- literally hundreds of things like that in Adam's life. Yeah. He has just not accepted the facts to be the true facts. He just goes on with his own belief of the way that things are. I'm willing to start going Azer, but I'm going to read that as Izer. I almost just did it again right there. I'm going to read that as Izer every time. And I'm going to think of it in my head. I don't know. Yeah, well, good luck. Uh, Heath, I'm just... I apologize, though. No, I know okay. it was a I'm going to blame, uh, I'm gonna blame fftoday.com for all of the facts that I get wrong going yes. forward. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Matt. This is from Cooper. Hey, Matt, Sean, Walter, Steve, and Richard. I have no idea. It feels Boy Meets world to me. I thought it felt like 85 bears Matt, Sean, but, Walter, Steve, and Richard. I have. No I also kind of thought it felt Bears running back. What Walter was in Boy Meets World, anyway. Who's Walter in Boy Meets World? <laughs> I don't know. There was a Sean, right? There was a Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> My friend and I have been arguing about Russell Gage ever since the Julio Jones trade. Um, he would rather have Russell Gage over Debo Samuel and Devontae Smith. I'm the complete opposite, and I'm very low on Russell Gage. So I bet him that Devontae Smith will score more half PPR points this year than Russell Gage. What do you guys think about the bet and Gage and why the fantasy industry is so low on him? Because he's not exciting at all is the main reason, I think. Um, 
it's really hard to see a great amount of upside with the type of player he is as the third target in the offense. And um, I even I I might I would have made that bet pretty easily in full PPR. Um, I no, I I don't think Russell Gage is going to score outscore either of those guys actually. Yeah, I think with Gage, it's you're, if you're betting on him to outscore those guys, you're betting on him to take more of a 2A or 2B role to Kyle Pitts rather than be the definite third in the pecking order there. But I think as as far as I go, and I'm sure Keith is on the same Heath and you are on the same path. There we go. You, <laughs> you you said Keith, right? No, I, it sounds like I'm saying Keith. I'm you saying said Keith, it. but it's rolling off the tongue. This is you like know, the third time this has happened. It probably was, what I made it sound a certain word. You know what made it sound like Keith was the K that you put on the beginning there. I think that was <laughs> No, but it's the it's the word that I end with before it that like weirdly in my in my enunciation doesn't get I, I'm bad at enunciating words. That's what I <laughs> on this podcast. All right, all right. Yeah, no, you make Back a good in, point. You know what? I'm just giving up right there. <laughs> okay. But next question is from <laughs> Slick Willie. Slick Willie's all subject right, line was Daniel Jones <laughs> is agnostic about scoring fantasy points. Very good joke there. Uh, just listened to the RB tier pod, and I was agnostic up until the Geo conversation. Adam, you said you wouldn't draft Geo if he was to score you 10 to 12 PPR points a game. Based off last year's RB PPR total, that would have uh, netted you RB 14 through 23. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I think that the Geo conversation and what I didn't realize about Naeem Hines and how, how good he was, really. I have to I have to change my opinion there. Uh, I would take Ooh. that. Yeah, well, they're going kind of late. I mean, usually, you know, I'm you, I feel like you see the best pass catching running backs in like round eight or something like that, but it's not the case. James White is 165th. Let's see, Hines is 120th, 119th. So that's basically round ten, and then Geo is 168th. So that you know what I really can't I can't argue with that and I think I was wrong. Um, FFT.com probably steered me the wrong direction, but uh, that's a joke from our last podcast. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I was wrong and I should be more open to, to drafting them. I don't think round ten is when I would start drafting the strictly pass catching running, mostly strictly pass catching running back guys. But I did want to say that was a good point, and uh, yeah, I have to own that. I was I was off there. So there you go. All right, this is from Joe. Dear Kelly, Kozar, Testaverde, and Walsh. That well, one we can get. Come on, that's easy. Come on. I don't remember Bernie Kozar playing in the AFC East. He played for the Miami Hurricanes, won the national championship. They all did. Oh, these are all Miami quarterbacks. They didn't, win, uh, they didn't all win the national championship. Uh, Kelly didn't. The other ones, I think they did. I don't know about Test. Yeah. Um, our league had an there issue was a time when Miami had a good football team. It was. It's true. You remember it, Adam? <laughs> I do. Our, not they, not those guys, but I remember after that. Our league had an issue last year. Okay, this is the playoff uh, scheduling thing that I think is cool. Our league had an issue last year with teams throwing games to gerrymander the playoff seating by intentionally losing to get a better playoff matchup. An idea our league is considering, instead of starting a playoff matchup with a score 0-0, Start each playoff matchup with each each team's scoring average. So if team A averaged 120 for a week and team B averaged 115 for the for the year, sorry, not for the week, for the year, if they met in the playoffs, the matchup score would start at 120 to 115. And then all 
all points earned that week would be added to the totals. That was give this would give a bit of a home field advantage to the better team and cut down on the fluky playoff results. Thoughts on this concept? Love it. Love it. This is I, you wouldn't know this probably, Adam, but this actually happens in the Scott Fishbowl um playoffs. <laughs> I made, the, I made the playoffs last year. I made the playoffs. Come on. Did, did, did you? you know that that happened? What? Did you know that that happened? I made the playoffs, Heath. We love it. <laughs> how, many pick, how many picks did you time out of this year, Adam? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Just Is one. that like a low for you? Is that a low or that's like about average? Are you just eat Scott Fishbowl? I don't think I timed out on any last year. Nah, so it's <laughs> okay. high. Uh, all right, next email is from David. Hey, Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. That's messed up. Where's Where's Chris? Where's Ben? Where's Schneier? My long-running redraft, redraft league will be converting to a 12-team dynasty league this season. Complete blank slate from the previous redraft format. So, going to dynasty, what are the top five things we must be aware of and must do to ensure this startup dynasty league launches successfully? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, one I would say is when do you want transactions to happen? Okay. Um, when do you want do you want to have the same type of trade deadline? Um, do you want to allow transactions, add drops and stuff during the playoffs and in between the period of the playoffs and the NFL draft? Um, how are you going to manage fab throughout the offseason? Is it all the same piece of money? Um, that would be my my first concern. Yeah, I think he nails it. I think there's other other ways you can kind of make sure this league gets off on the right path. You want to some leagues, I feel like set that trade deadline. Other leagues are more open to having the trade deadline not be existent at all because it's a dynasty league. I tend to think those are the better leagues because it kind of keeps the dialogue going all year, keeps the fun going all year. I think you should 100%. This is off league, but I think you should 100% start a group chat with this league to get the conversation going because dynasty leagues to me are all about trades and all about the market and all about kind of keeping that flowing in a great league for me, for Dynasty, is one that people are active in from the, from, uh, from a trade standpoint a lot. Even if a lot of trades don't get off, a lot of trade discussions get off. Uh, next thing is how do you want to handle rookies each year? And that'll be dependent on how you handle your startup. I would I would agree with Dan. I would prefer to do a startup auction. Um, in fact, one, one of my favorite leagues, you've got a budget you've got to be in each offseason, then it goes away during the season. So you could have auctions for rookie players You or not or salary cap drafts for rookie players or um you could if you're going to do just a rookie draft then you need to determine how deep do you want to go um i've got some that only go two or three rounds that, and some that will go like six rounds so that's that'd be the next thing too okay so far we have when do you want your transactions to happen start a group chat and how do you handle rookies each season so two more. And also make sure make sure it's super flex or two quarterback because well, why do we the, want to value? That's the, oh, that was my next one. Yeah. Was going to be how many players do you want to start at each position? Uh, yeah. You're going to have pretty deep rosters, so don't put them all on the bench. Add some starting spots, and those are your top four. Number five is have fun and bring a great attitude. All right. No, next make up. sure make sure it's decimal scoring. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, there's five. Uh, from J- and also have fun and have a great attitude. Jason from <laughs> Seattle. Dear Bill, Kurt, Wilson, and Westbrook. Okay, those are Russells. Yes. 12-team non-PPR dynasty trade question. Three receivers, two flex. I have 101 and 111. I have been offered Derrick Henry straight up for 101. 
Would you do it? Non-PPR. Um, Heath says it best in a lot of his dynasty content. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. You, you no, can go on in depth on this, but it depends on where you're at. Like it's entirely dependent on that. If you're a team competing for that championship window, it's a totally different offer than if you're not. I mean, you can expand on this, Heath, but I'm sure you agree with that, right? Yeah. Um, and looking at the roster, I don't like just, I think you'd be really honest with yourself. And so I'm going to be honest. I don't think you're probably competing for a championship right now. So I think I'd have 1.01 would be my preference. But if he gets Derrick Henry, that exactly. immediately okay. So here's his team, and it's not a it's not a great team right now. It's Prescott, it's non PPR, Carson. Oh god, the flexes are just terrible. Uh, Prescott, Eckler, and Carson, Hopkins, Beckham, and Landry, Tonyan, John Brown, and no. Gabriel Davis. This is not a good team. But you throw Derrick Henry on there, like he's so good in non PPR that. It makes it's it competitive, but it's not the best team with Henry yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. All right, yeah, don't do it. Uh, subject line from our last one, Joe from the home found the home of Founders Brewing Company. You know where nice. that is, Heath? Founders is great. Oh, so, I love love Founders. One of the, one of my one of my favorite breweries. All right, well that's where he's from. Uh, subject line: Daniel Jones for president. Dear Ty Webb, Carl Spackler, Spalding, and Judge Smales. Was I supposed to guess? Like you, where the you can. home of I think it's I think it's Grand Rapids. It's the second largest no, city in Michigan. That's all not I know. Gra- not Grand Rapids. Founders, Michigan. Is that correct? I thought it was Michigan, upstate yeah. New York. I thought it, it is was Grand Rapids. Rapids. No, it's, oh, in, wow. it's in Michigan. Yeah. Hey, Heath all right. On it. Heath. Cool. Crushing it. Um. All right. Anyway, those are Caddyshack references, and uh, Joe needs keeper help. Just reading all the details. Okay, uh, Nick Chubb in round one. Jonathan Taylor in round two. Antonio Gibson in round seven. Calvin Ridley in round nine. And Miles Gaskin in round 11. Taylor and Ridley? Yeah, it has. I think it has to be Taylor and Ridley. Well, it, it, I think Ridley's the no-brainer in round nine. It, to me, it's Taylor yeah. in rounds two or... But you don't want to give or, up Taylor there either. Or Gibson around seven. I would say like it, that's close if you have an early pick in the second. If you're picking late in the second, then I then I'm just gonna take Taylor. Okay. All early right, guys. Second, yeah, you're not gonna get an opportunity to good show. Good show to you. Um, Dan, I hope you had fun. You know, with Fantasy Jeopardy. Thank you. I always have fun. Yeah, good. And Heath, congratulations. I especially love fun. spending time. Spending time with yeah, me. Yeah, it was great to spend time with Keith and Iser. <laughs> yes, it always is. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. We've got prospect profiles on fantasy football today in five with Jacob Gibbs, Trevor Lawrence, and LaVisca Chenault. Talk a little Jaguars football. That's on FFT and five over the weekend. We have some more emails to read on FFT and five on the Friday edition. So make sure you are listening to that. I'm Adam Azer. See you on Monday.
Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.